Stand by SOT-1. Standing. 10 seconds. Ready, rolling. Ready, SOT-1. Ready. In four, three, two, one. Roll in. The balding editor who yells about deadlines and budget cuts. The cocky male reporter who sits backwards in chairs. The mousy female columnist who's going to take off her glasses any minute now and show us all she was hot the whole time. These are the stock characters that fill every fictional newsroom in America. They all care for each other, but not as much as they care about the capital T trademark sign truth. Journalists are the watchers, looking over our democracy to make sure everything is checked and balanced. But what happens when we decide to watch The Watchmen? Why do people keep tuning in to watch TV shows and movies about fictional journalists, especially when they're quick to overlook the work of real-life journalists? Matt Ehrlich is the author of Heroes and Scoundrels, the image of the journalist in popular culture. To him, movies and TV shows about journalism are popular for one simple reason. Everyone loves a good story. Movies are a good way of dramatizing what good journalism can do, and it can also dramatize the terrible things that journalism done badly can do. Pop culture makes journalism matter, regardless of whether the journalist is a hero or a villain. One reason that journalists are so popular as uh, pop culture characters is that they can serve a number of different roles. They can serve uh, the role of a detective, searching out a mystery and trying to uncover some sort of conspiracy or some sort of uh, crime that uh, has not yet been solved. So they can be popular for the same reason that detective and police and procedural shows and movies and programs have been popular for so many years. They can uh, dramatize um, individual heroism, um, breaking a big story, um, uncovering the truth and uh, freeing innocent people in the face of great odds. So they're very dramatically useful and versatile. The story is dry. All we've got are are pieces. We can't seem to figure out what the puzzle is supposed to look like. Follow the money. Follow the money. It's 1978, and Robert Redford is in a parking garage getting tips from his clandestine source. Follow the money. In every scandal, in every scheme, there is money changing hands. All Robert Redford has to do is follow the money and he'll unravel one of the biggest cases of political corruption in history. The Watergate scandal, which led to the downfall of President Richard Nixon, never would have broken if it hadn't been for Robert Redford and Dustin Hoffman. Well, if it hadn't been for the characters they were playing, Washington Post reporters Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein, Watergate and the movie based off of it that followed was arguably the first time it was cool to be a journalist. Everyone wanted to be Robert Redford or Dustin Hoffman. The movie also brought the world's second oldest profession into the limelight. Investigative reporting is what Matt means when he talks about the blurred line between journalist and detective. For both, information is their currency. They have questions, they want answers, and they both have pocket notebooks that they are excitedly writing clues on during key moments of the movie, maybe with some thoughtful narration played over it. Follow the money in the movie meant to literally follow the money trail left behind by Nixon and the men he hired to do the dirty work. Now, however, the phrase is more of a catch-all for journalists to remember. Follow the money, follow the story. Keep digging, because eventually you're going to find something. To many journalists, All the President's Men is our finest hour. Not because it makes us look cool or sexy or mysterious, but because it accurately depicts what our jobs are like. Being a journalist isn't as simple as finding a story and putting your name next to it. It's those long scenes of Woodward and Bernstein behind a desk, calling dead end after dead end because it was 1973 and there wasn't Wi-Fi, just yellow pages and a lot of moxie. 
And a lot of the time, it sucks. Journalist? Now what does that mean? Peeking through keyholes? Chasing after fire engines? Waking people up in the middle of the night to ask them if Hitler's going to start another war? Stealing pictures off old ladies? I know all about reporters, Walter. The typical day of a typical journalist is not going to get represented in popular culture because no one would want to pay to read it or watch it or listen to it. Um, so in that sense, that's what uh, popular culture gets wrong. What I think it gets right is if you have worked as a journalist, if you teach journal in journalism, you have to believe that journalism matters. You have to have a reason for getting out of bed in the morning. And if you think it really doesn't make a difference at all what you do, then there's no point in doing it. The question is, why? Why do on-screen and real-life journalists put up with such a thankless career? The answer is because someone has to. Journalists, and especially investigative journalists, act as democracy's watchdogs. Watchdog journalists want one thing, the truth, especially when someone would rather have that truth hidden. So much of all the president's men and 2015 spotlight are framed around verifying rumors. Someone told someone else about a thing that happened to a friend of a friend once. Spotlight, also based off a true story, follows a team of investigative reporters as they uncover a child abuse scandal within the Catholic Church. Do you think your paper has the resources to take that on? I don't want you recording this in any way, shape, or form. Nothing. You think he's got something? I want to keep digging. We're going to tell this story. We're going to tell it right. In All the President's Men, we can sum up their journalistic process with the catchphrase, follow the money. With Spotlight, we have to head a little closer to home. Day one of the very first journalism class you'll ever take, your professor or teacher will look you in the eye and impart the most valuable lesson any journalist will ever learn. If your mother says she loves you, check it out. Journalists can't trust anything without verification. So, your mom says she loves you. Okay, great. Now call your dad. Get a quote. Call your sister. Corroborate your dad's quote. Call your neighbor. Make sure she sees your family's car in the driveway of your house and so on and so on. You have to back up everything you learn. Through the truth, watchdog journalists protect democracy from quote-unquote untouchable institutions. In Spotlight, that meant the Catholic Church. In All the President's Men, it meant President Nixon and the White House. No institution can go unnoticed. No power can be abused. It's time, Robbie! It's time! They knew, and they let it happen to kids, okay? It could have been you. It could have been me. It could have been any of us. We got to nail these scumbags. We got to show people that nobody could get away with this. Not a priest or a cardinal or a freaking pope. This is why journalism is so often called the fourth estate. Not to get too 12th grade AP government on you, but the U.S. government has three branches or estates that are designed to keep each other in check. Journalism works by being separate from them and keeping all three in check. That means reporting on politicians, verifying their speeches, digging deeper, and, you guessed it, following the money. Movies like real life are quick to pick on journalists, not just because a lot of us wear glasses, but because some of us are really good at our jobs. Like Matt said, we tend to make pretty good villains. We are very good at finding secrets, and that makes us a threat. As cool as that sounds, very few films make journalists both cool and evil. Instead, we are more often than not portrayed as gossip columnists and propagandists, relentless in our pursuit to ruin the innocent hero's life. Spider-Man wasn't attacking the city. He was trying to save it. That's slander. It is not. I resent that. Slander is spoken. In print, it's libel. So what you're saying is, it's all downhill for Mr. Yank. No! Hey, 
you're doing that thing again where you take everything I say out of context. You're trying to make it look like I think Coolsville sucks. This is particularly true of the era we find ourselves in now. There seems to be a great mistrust of the media, of journalists, in the last year due to the rising popularity of fake news. But Matt isn't too worried. Journalists, both real and fake, have been here before. The media is a great punching bag. Sometimes people think that this is a newer phenomenon, that it's only been relatively recently that people have started to unload continually on the media, the mainstream media, the lamestream media, uh, the corporate media or whatever. But in fact, it's an old story if you go back and look at movies and uh, read novels even about uh, journalism. Um, fears about the concentrated power of the press to um, ruin people and to do all sorts of social ills is an old story. And journalism, like most things in life, isn't as simple as the cliches about it suggest. Not every editor is bald or wants pictures of Spider-Man. Not every reporter narrates their life like it's a black-and-white noir movie. And most of us don't even own a trench coat. While you're watching movies about fictional journalists, real-life journalists are watching out for you. They're following the money, distrusting their own mothers, all for the sake of the truth. Now, this is where, if I were a journalist on a TV show, I would have a signature catchphrase to sign off on a broadcast. Mary Tyler Moore had good night and good news. Ron Burgundy had stay classy at San Diego. So I guess I'll just say, for Graft, I'm Ashley Miller. Thanks for podcasting.